truly creative people. I loathe the suburbs. Living in the suburbs is like being dead, only with cable TV and pizza delivery. In New York, you live with your finger on the cultural pulse of the universe. Plays, operas, dance, books, music, films, artists, everything's there and happening. People in New York get excited when there's a new exhibition at the Met or if Scorsese's filming in Brooklyn. In the suburbs, people get excited when they have their kitchens redone. And besides the constant intellectual and spiritual stimulation of the greatest city in the world, there are always a zillion things going on in New York and tons of famous people around. (laughs) You may not believe this, but I once bumped into Johnny Depp in the East Village. He was coming out of a restaurant, and I didn't see him because I had these really sick sunglasses on, and they more or less made me legally blind. Usually, though, if I wanted to meet an actor, I'd find out where they were shooting a movie. I met Robert De Niro, Robin Williams, Al Pacino, and Michelle Pfeiffer like that. I got all their autographs. (laughs) My mother says that living in the city is like living on a movie set, not like living in a real town. That's one of the reasons we moved, so we could live in a real town, for the sake of the twins. The only things they ever shoot in Dalwood are home videos and the occasional rabbit. The only reason Johnny Depp would be coming out of a restaurant in Dalwood is if his car broke down while he was on his way somewhere else, and he had a cup of coffee while he was waiting for it to be fixed. As far as living in Dalwood is concerned, I'm like a bird in a cage with a good school district. I understood my mother's concern about Pam and Paula, of course, They were only seven at the time we moved, which is a very impressionable age. But I couldn't see why my mother wouldn't let me stay behind in the city. I could have lived with my dad. He has a spare room. And he lives in the East Village, which is the coolest place in Manhattan, if not the entire universe. I know I could have talked him into it. He's a lot more malleable than his former wife. But my mother wouldn't hear of it. She has custody and she's keeping it. Though... That isn't exactly how she put it. Your father and I have our differences, but even he doesn't deserve that, was what she said. But I have a positive nature. I believe in making the best of even the worst situation. I mean, you have to, don't you? There's no point being negative about things you can't change. You only make them worse. And anyway, as I always say, every cloud has a solid gold lining. The solid gold lining in the black thundercloud of moving to Deadwood was that it gave me a chance to recreate myself a little, as all great actors do. Back in the city, at least half the kids I went to school with were kids I'd gone to school with most of my life. They called me Mary. They looked at me and saw the little girl who threw up at Edna Rimbald's seventh birthday party. They knew all the dull and embarrassing details of my existence. It was like playing Peter Pan for 11 years. To the audience, you're this little boy in a green leotard and that's it. You'll still be Peter Pan when you're 50, while lesser actors get to play King Lear. Dalwood, however, was an empty stage as far as I was concerned. An empty stage to which I was allowed to bring my own script. I didn't have to go gently into the good suburban night. I could choose whatever role I wanted, be whatever I wanted to be, and no one would know any better. 
No one who wasn't related to me would ever call me Mary again. Looked at in that way, the move to Deadwood was almost exciting. It was definitely a challenge. The life without challenge is the life without depth. There was another way to look at it, too. Besides raging against the dying of the lights of the city for my life, I now had the opportunity to bring one of those lights with me into the wilderness. Myself, Lola Elspeth Sepp. I would be a beacon for all the confused youth of Delwood, who needed reassurance that there was more to living than beer parties and shopping. I would be a source of nourishment to those starving embryonic souls who were looking for true passion and meaning in their humdrum lives. At last, I could start to be the great actor Lola Sepp. A legend was about to be born.